Hi guys! Welcome back to Wayward Fans, a Supernatural Podcast. I am Shannon. And I'm Leanna. And today we're talking about Heart and Hollywood Babylon, which is 17 and 18. The 17th and 18th episode of the second season, which <laughs> is exciting. As you guys know, we're excited to get to the next season, so... We always are. We'll Not that season two doesn't... You no, know, season two is it's great. great. Especially right. Heart. This episode oh God, is this episode. packed with emotion, and it's wonderful, yes. and it was directed by Kim Manners, so of course. obviously I'm going to love it. Right. Um, and it was written by Sarah Gamble, which I'm starting to think is going to be one of my favorite writers. I haven't yeah. actually sat down and looked at everything that she's written, but I've right. noticed a lot of the ones that I really liked, she has written. Yeah. She's I had a part. Right about that. Definitely. And I mean, she takes over the... Uh, uh, Production? I don't... No, she's not a producer, I don't think. But she takes over as um, uh, the main, like, storyteller. Oh, okay. They, I can't remember the this title. Show manager? Show something, yeah. Yeah. She does, I think it's, like, her and one other... No, because it's only ever been one person. But I'm pretty sure she took over at one point after Cookie right. left. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Tangent. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Let's hear about Heart. <clears throat> So it's set in San Francisco, and we start in a bar with some very classy <coughs> ladies who are drinking martinis. They're really silly-looking martinis also, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, a gal whose name is Madison is approached by a man who is clearly slightly inebriated, and he's trying to get her to go back to the office with him. And uh, <laughs> she's, Worst pickup line I know, ever. right? And she's like, how about I just call you a cab? Yeah. Uh, and he leaves, and then she sees this total creep, like, staring her down from across the bar. Who um, looks like the Winter Soldier. That is exactly what John <laughs> said. Like, I had just started this episode, and John walks in, and he's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, Supernatural. He's all, is that Bucky? <laughs> I was like, huh. That's, that's what I have in my notes. Winter Soldier looking dude. <laughs> it's not Bucky. We looked it up. It's not. But that is funny. <laughs> that is really funny. Um... So she's creeped out, and she's like, I'm going to head out. Um, as she's walking to her car, in the dark parking lot, all by herself, mm-hmm. like, one of your friends couldn't have walked you out, Madison. <laughs> like, right. We hear a crash. It's a dog that knocked over a trash can behind her, and she's pretty much on edge, and, you know, I would be too. But she gets in her car. She drives home. Um, but as she's driving, we see Creepo was still in the parking lot, like, watching her drive off. So then we cut to daytime. She's at work making some coffee. And, um... It's a good shot, too. Seeing the whole silence. Yeah. yeah. No sound. Um, things are moving kind of slow. She looks up at the office door, and she sees blood on the door. And she goes and, uh, opens the door and finds her boss, the man who was picking her up the night before, is dead. But he's, like, horribly mutilated, and blood is right. just dripping all over the place. And so, of course, she screams, and then we cut to the title card yes and it's sam is a detective yes which i always find funny when they're detectives i don't know why do you really yeah (laughs) because detectives are actually not a bad cover because detectives can wear plain clothes right um but they just to me have never ever looked like detectives ever (laughs) in any episode even like, like i would i would believe fbi over 
detect except not Sam because of the hair. Right. Especially Dean though, because he's got that more like militant look. Yeah, I mean, I there's just something about I think them the that's problem not with cop. the problem with Sam know. is that he always looks young. Like yes. even as he ages, like Jared just always looks like a little puppy dog, yeah. you know. And so and really cute. He's adorable, adorable right? Dog. So it's hard to believe him to be anything tough, you yeah. know. Like, well, later seasons, especially the the pull up. Well, season. Yeah. That's a little different. <laughs> That's the best I mean, thing. Hold right on, there. let me just think about it for a second. Okay. Um, so anyway, when he looks older, then you know, like he right. finally cuts out all that baby fat from his face. But right. <clears throat> now, I still think, and especially this early in the season, you're still seeing that kind of chubbiness in the cheeks a little bit. Not like, which is a ridiculous thing to say, Shannon. <laughs> No, I'm not saying it's bad or. Well, no, I'm saying his cheeks have never looked chubby. He always no, has no, no, like not chubby. No, he's know, got the that chiseled jaw. What? Just, just look. It's very. It's not very different. But there's those differences that you can notice from his face. Well, yeah, it looks more rounded in two than it does say in like six or seven. I where think it's definitely like those. See, I think it's edges. that his face gets more square as we go on. Like right now it's very slender. Right. Well that like a kid, like a teenager, whereas as you get same with Jensen. Right. You like it widens. It's not chubby, it's just slender. Okay. Well I'm I meant chubby as in like baby fat. I was using the wrong word. You were. I apologize. Well you should. Anyway, (laughs) his face looks very young now, opposed to you know, years later, obviously. But he still looks really young. It's like Meg yeah. says, he has those dewy eyes. Exactly. And those never go away. I don't care how old he gets. <laughs> yeah. and I think that's, but that's a big why part of why he looks so I young. I cannot. Every time she's like, dete- the Emmy is like, detective. And I just started laughing. I was like, no. <laughs> You're not a detective. I would no. What would, what, would he, what would he, like, pretend to be then? Like, what would his cover be, do you think? What would be a believable cover? Well, like I said, I would believe FBI for some reason. I don't know why. For Sam? Well, not for Sam, no. Sorry. No, I mean oh, okay. Sam. For, so, f- in order to get into the morgue, maybe, like, another doing the whole college thing, even though they've never been believed as college <laughs> students. But to me, that's more believable, because he looks like a college student who is, you know, maybe he's going to school to be an Emmy. And he's there to see if they have any internships open or something. And she's just going to show him a body. <laughs> well, you know, he would talk his way to that because right. he's Sam. Right. But, you know, obviously detective works and it's fine. But <laughs> I'm just, I every know, time, I know. every time, for 11 seasons, every time they've been detectives, I'm just like, no. <laughs> it's, it's adorable, but no. <laughs> anyway. All right. So back at the morgue. <laughs> It's really funny, too, because if you're paying attention to the Nate, the dead guy, when she pulls him out and they're talking, uh, he blinks. He oh, like does he really? eyes and he blinks. Shut up. <laughs> yes. There's a real dude there? Yeah. It seems like they wouldn't even have a real guy there. These lights I know. are flickering, like, a lot. I know. I think it's because it's <laughs> raining outside. Okay. <laughs> this is, like, the second time since we've sat down and the lights have flickered. Right. Um, I did like the shot of them pulling him out because it's like upside down. Right. And then like we slide out with them and it pans up to. And you see all the like cuts. Yeah. And... I, I thought that was a cool shot. The coroner is the lady from Stargate. Oh, Stargate okay. Because so, I would always think she looked familiar and I could never peg her. And so I finally just IMDB'd her and yeah. Nice. She's from Stargate. Another show that you love deeply. I love so, okay, they're pulling the guy out, and he just has all of the scars, like, or not scars, but, the like... stitches. Right, where 
you know, obviously he was torn apart, but there wasn't the traditional like Y incision for a an autopsy. Do you think they would do an autopsy on someone like that? I mean, it's kind of already like done to... for him. For Not, them, well, you know? no, but you you couldn't open the ribs the way they normally do. Well, if he the if the wolf took the heart out, the ribs would have to be opened, wouldn't they? I guess there'd have to be some sort of hole in them at least, right? That's what I, I mean. Know. I think like the damage is already done, so they don't actually they need don't, to do. They're like, any... we're not going to open. This well, up. I mean, because they can <laughs> already get to see everything there. They can already see it. Is what I'm saying. Get all that... the organs. Out. Well, oh, usually right. they do it to get all the organs out. Oh, but I doubt his lungs or his anything in there was probably worth saving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, I don't know. He was pretty mauled, <laughs> but I think they do it for like to check the stomach contents, your liver, to oh, make sure right. there wasn't any poison or something right. covered up by an animal attack or something. Yeah, I just, I don't think they needed to do any incisions. I think he was already pretty wide open for yeah. them. You're that's, probably right. Well, looking at the stitches, I'm thinking that's probably right. what it was. <laughs> I don't know why I literally just thought of that. I didn't write that down or anything. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, when they pull this body out. Anyway, <laughs> we're spending a lot of time on this opening scene. <laughs> So uh, Sam's like, let me guess, no heart. And she's like, how, how did, did you, you know? know? And he says, lucky guess. Lucky and guess. they always say that. Right. Like, And then people just let it go. They're like, wow. As an Emmy, don't you think? I mean, he's a detective, so maybe he's worked on cases like this before, so that's a little bit more believable. Right. But still, as like a professional, you'd be like, hang on a second. What do you mean lucky guess? Right. <laughs> a lucky guess how? Like, Have you seen this before? Right. Should I tell somebody? Should I be worried? <laughs> like, right. It's, I hate that line. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so we're back in the hotel. Dean is super excited about the fact <laughs> that it's werewolves and it's so adorable. And I love how Sam keeps making fun of him and Dean is just not phased by just it at all. It off. Yeah. The whole part where he's like, and then we can go, go to, to Disneyland, Disneyland afterwards. And Dean's like, and we know, know how, how to, to kill him. him. <laughs> he like, does not give a shit. Which I think is hilarious. And it also shows, like, a big difference between the two of them. Right. Because Sam is generally, does take offense to, you know, when Dean makes fun of him. Right. And it seems the only time I can remember, at least offhand, I'm, there's so many fucking seasons. I'm sure there's more than one. But the only time I can think when Dean gets a little, like, put back is when he's called gay. <laughs> when people think oh, him and his brother. Yeah. Gay. Yeah. And he's like, why do they always think they're gay? Though that one time in Playthings, or I think yeah, it was Playthings. when Sam is like, it's because you're butch and they think you're, you're butch and you think, think you're overcompensating. And he was all, okay, all right. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> anyway. Um, I just loved how it didn't phase him and it was great. So they go and they talk to Maddie because she was a person who found the dead body. And, uh, oh my God, I love this part. So Dean says that they're... Um, Detectives Landis and Dante, and John Landis directed American Werewolf in London, and Joe Dante directed The Howling. Both oh. werewolf movies, both in 1981. Okay. Um, also, he references Cujo later, to the boyfriend being Cujo. Right. And that's another movie that's in 1981. I was oh, like, all right, Kripke, I'm pulling out all your 81s. <laughs> Because 81 gets referenced again, but in the next episode. Oh. For Evil Dead. That was 81. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> uh, just tangents all day today. Jesus. So they get there. They meet Glenn, which is her neighbor, but he's leaving so that they can talk to her. And 
they're asking about Nate. She says he's a, he was a nice guy. Um, he would hit on anyone in a five mile radius. What did she say? Do you you know that kind of guy where he hits on anyone in a five mile radius? Uh, you get a few scotches in him and he'd start hitting right, on anyone in right, a five right. mile radius. And Dean's like, yeah, all yeah. smiling, <laughs> nodding. And Sam's like, yeah, actually, yeah, I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> that part was great. Yeah. So then she brings up the ex who hated Nate um, because Kurt, who is her ex, who looks like the Winter Soldier, uh, thought that there was something going on between her and Nate. And so he showed up at the dude's office and beat the shit out of him. Right. Which is kind of inappropriate. Right. <laughs> Very. <laughs> um, so Dean's like, all right, let's go check out Dogface Boy. <laughs> but when they leave, we see that Kurt is actually standing outside of her house, watching her still. Through the window. And uh, so the guys break into Kurt's place. I just want to say that the people in this show have, like, the nicest apartments. Right? I mean, even Creepo Kurt has, like, a really nice apartment. That's exactly what I said. And then, like, the decor in it. I was like, this guy wouldn't have that. Like, who did she decorate this before they broke up? Right. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, So Dean's going through the fridge and Sam's like, check the freezer. Maybe there's some human hearts behind the Hagen does. (laughs) You can tell Sam is just having a blast. Because Dean's just so stoked. Yeah. Uh, so Dean goes outside to the balcony and that's when he sees like the crazy claw marks like going down the side of the wall. Um, then they hear, uh, there's a cop nearby who gets attacked and they hear his gun go off. So they rush outside. Right. And they find the cop who is dead and totally mauled like Nate. And his heart has been ripped out of his chest. Right. So they call 911 and take off. Um. And they go back to Maddie's house because they're worried that Kurt is the werewolf and, and that he's, he's out. And to her. Right. right. So they're going to go check on her. Um, <laughs> so one of them's going to go check out Kurt's place of employment and the other's going to stay. <laughs> Dean wants to stay with the hot chick and Sam's like, why do you always get to stay with the hot girls? We're going to do this. So they ro- Rochambeau for, for her. And I was just like, really, guys? This is <laughs> yeah. this is what we're doing? Like, could we be a little more middle school? <laughs> like, <laughs> and apparently Dean always picks scissors. I love Sam Dean always with the scissors. <laughs> if, if you watch this, the look on Dean's face when they start, like, he gets so serious. Right. And the face he makes when he drops the scissors, he's like... He's like, yeah, this is going to get him. Sam's like, no. And then he makes him do it again. And he just does scissors again. I know. Oh, my God. I love it. Doesn't he, like, in a much later season, switch it up and it, like, totally shocks Sam? Yeah. And Sam, like, and, like, he, because whatever it is that they're doing it for, Dean doesn't do scissors. And Sam's, like, so shocked, but he still goes and does whatever it is that they were, like, fighting over. (laughs) And Dean's just, like, happy he won. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Sam gets to stay, and he is very obviously into her. And he's so nervous. It's, it's like the most adorable really, thing. Really, really cute. Yeah. And he's sitting at the table, and she's like, why don't you sit on the couch? It's more comfortable. And he's like, no, I'm okay. So she, in order to get him away from the table, goes and gets her <laughs> basket full of all of her panties and, like, underwear and just dumps Goes it on the, the table, table in front of him and starts folding it. So I'm watching this with Jen, and she's all... Who folds their thongs? <laughs> like, That's a very good point. Like, there's nothing was, to fold. She was just fucking with them. Right. <laughs> oh my God, I'm hair 
Um, yeah, no, it was very obvious yeah. that she just wanted him to get more comfortable and get off the chair and go to the couch. But well, yeah, I think she also really just funny. wanted to fuck with him. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But I think, you know, because she obviously was into him as well. And she's right. Just, she's just a little more uh, aggressive than Sam is. Very. So, <laughs> Sam, he's like, okay, I guess I will sit on the couch. And he goes and he calls <laughs> Dean. And Dean's like, let me guess. You're sitting there. He's sitting on trying the to think of what to think of what to say. <laughs> and he's like, did you find him? <laughs> oh, my God. That was so great. I just love how much fun Dean is having this whole episode. Yeah, like, with Sam trying to but Because he's so excited about the werewolf. And now he's really excited, excited about, about like, Sam his brother. trying to get some yeah. booty. And it's just great. So, um, Maddie comes over and she sits down and watches TV and Sam like rolls his eyes and she's like, I saw that. You know, I don't, I haven't been able to watch my show. You don't get to say anything. She makes him watch it. And at the end, he's like totally, totally hooked. <laughs> and it, I couldn't see what it was, but it says it was just a nod to all my children based on the uh, names okay. that they were using, Ethan and whatever. Oh, okay. I never watched that many soap operas. Really, it was just Days of Our Lives. Yeah, I never either, so... But according to IMDb or Wiki or wherever I read it, it's just a nod because right. it uses the same names as those uh, characters in that one. Right. Um, <clears throat> so then Sam like gets personal with her and asks her about why she was with Kurt, and she says that she was insecure. And because he beats her, he found out that right. he used to beat her. Right. He was very abusive, and she didn't leave. The all the reason she didn't leave was because she was insecure until she got mugged. And it was the best day of her life because it changed her life, turned her life around. Turned her into a different person. Right. And she was like, that's weird, isn't it? And Sam's like, no. And then he tells her that she's unusual, but impressive unusual. I think that's like the cutest thing ever. It was really cute. I think that's the most adorable thing because she's like unusual, like crazy <laughs> unusual. He's yeah. like, no. And he kind of waits for a second. He's like, impressive. I was like, oh. I would love that. That was a much better pickup line than, I think there's some paperwork we need to get done in the office. Right. <laughs> um, so, Dean calls Sam. At a strip And bar. tells him that he found Kurt. And he's like, don't touch your eyes off him. He's like, don't worry. And he's just staring up at the tits of some chick. With um, a dollar bill. Yeah. So, he's totally happy. Yes. So, they're content. both happy. <laughs> um... So it's Sam, nighttime. Yeah, Sam's on on uh, Maddie's couch, and he's actually watching Three Ten to Yuma, um, just an old western, the nineteen fifty seven version. And uh, Dean is outside of Kurt's place at this point. And doesn't Sam ever sleep? I don't think like, so. I feel like we never see Sam sleep. Hardly ever. Not as much as we see Dean sleep. I'm. In season one, I thought we did, but that was because it was made, like, apparent that he needed to sleep because of the whole Jessica thing. And Dean right. was, like, making him. So he would, like, right. we'd find him sleeping on, like, the car or, like, right. on a chair or something. But it wasn't, you know, it's not like Dean, where they're, like, panning up Dean's body on a fucking bed. Like that one shot. <laughs> that one glorious shot. Or the one where he's sleeping like fucking Marty McFly. Oh right. Oh, God, I love that. Right. Like, and, but with Sam, I mean, we hardly ever actually Rarely. see him sleeping. Like, even now, when she's going to bed and she's, like, clearly, like, are you going to come? Right. Or he's like, no. Yeah. And then he just stays up the whole night. 
Right. It's freaking weird. Which is weird because he totally misses out on her. Well, because he's Sam. <laughs> he's awkward. He was really into the TV movies, <laughs> I guess. He doesn't get to watch a lot of TV, obviously, based on his horrible... Uh, Childhood. No, his horrible oh. pop culture. Because Dean has seen every movie. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Because <laughs> it's really funny. And you get to even more engrossed into this little factoid in the next episode where Dean is like, he knows like every oh, fucking movie. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that episode. <laughs> and Sam doesn't. So right. now he's trying to catch up. That's all this is. <laughs> all right. So anyways. <laughs> um. So Dean's outside Kurt's place. He sees the light come on and he kind of like gets up like he's going to go check on him. And he, the window suddenly breaks and he's like, what the fuck? So he runs up to the apartment and he breaks in and he sees Maddie eating Kurt. <laughs> right. And he was like, oh shit. She attacks him. He nicks her with the silver blade on her arm. And so she takes off she and leaves. jumps out the window. And he's he's knocked out. He's unconscious. So... <clears throat> When Sam, he wakes up, he calls Sam. Yeah, Dean calls Sam, and he's like, it's, you know, it's her. Good job watching her. And Sam goes, and he looks, and he's like, no, she's still here sleeping. And he's like, well, I nicked her in the right arm above the elbow, checked it, check it. And she's waking up, and he sees it. And he goes, and he locks her in her apartment and then ties her up. Why isn't girls always have a sheet in bed that they can just wrap around them and walk around in? I don't, I don't have one of those. Do you have one of those? I guess I could pull my sheet off, but it would but be it, really, right. it would not be that gracious. She's like, where are my pajamas? And then just stands up with her sheet wrapped right. around her. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? Don't you make your bed? Like, <laughs> <laughs> which I shouldn't say. I never make my bed, but you know. <laughs> I just, that's something that always, when I see it, I'm like, really? But yes, so he ties her to a chair and locks her in the apartment. And it's a... Uh, and she's like... You know, freaking out. She's like, of course, I fell for the work cops routine. And she's telling Sam that he needs help. There's no such thing as werewolves, which obviously we can learn that he has told her the truth. Right. <laughs> and she's crying and very upset, as, you know, you should be when somebody's has tied you up uh, and tells it's, you you're a werewolf. Right. And it's kind of cool how we get to see it from that perspective of, like, somebody actually because they always just break the truth to someone and then things are happening so quickly that the person just kind of like has to believe them right but now we're in a situation where not only does he have to tell her the truth but like he's accusing her of already knowing what's going on and so she's like i mean if you put yourself in her shoes you're like i'm dead i'm gonna die like this person's like clearly Fucking mentally nuts. insane yeah. and now he's got me tied up he's got a gun like i i'm not getting out of this like right so i feel and bad to for think her i thought he was hot and i wanted him <laughs> damn it so dean shows up and sam's like we need to talk and sam lets dean know that she has no fucking idea what's going on and he's like i think we should try to help her and they have their little fight where you know dean's like no it's black and white she's evil she dies and sam's like no it's more than that and i think sam was able to kind of shut the conversation down when Dean says, no, she's evil, um, or she's, whether she knows it or not. Right. And Sam's like, you mean like me? Um, he's like, maybe it's because I understand what she's going through. And right. that kind of ends the fight. And I mean, Dean's still obviously very reluctant, but he's going to help his brother try to see if they can 
do what their dad thought was a cure, which was killing the werewolf that made you a werewolf, killing your bloodline. So Sam goes and gets more information from her about this, the, the mugging story, because he's pretty sure that's when everything happened for her. And they find out it was, what was it, Hunter's Point? Yeah. Where it's like the hunting ground for werewolves, where they're like hunting hookers, I guess. That's where she got mugged. Right, that's where she was walking home from her friend's house. So Dean is going to go look for the OG wolf, and Sam's going to stay. And Dean is, you know, wanting to make sure that Sam's going to actually kill her if she breaks free. And Sam's like, I will, I will, don't worry. So I was like, okay. And he leaves. Um, so then we get to see the, there's like a hooker. Right. Who's walking through the alleyway. Um, and there's and, like wolf vision on her. Right. And she's getting that like sense of being like chased and then she right. sees the werewolf and starts running and we just see her getting attacked. We see like a person on top of her, but we can't see like who it is. Right. And Dean does his like Dean yell and... Shoots him in the guy face. stands up and he shoots him in the chest. Oh, that's right. Like three times, I think. It was quite a few times. But yeah. then we see that it's Glenn. Right. The neighbor. And Meanwhile. Um, well, uh, I want to talk about that scene. Oh, okay. Um, well, before that, that's when we see uh, Maddie change. Oh. Because that's when um, Sam locks her in the closet. And then we go back to Glenn? Mm-hmm. Because oh, okay. then Glenn dies, and then it goes back to Maddie as a human. Oh, okay. And she's waking up, and that's when Sam's like, you'll never <clears throat> see me get any leaves. Okay. So, go back to Glenn getting killed. <laughs> go ahead. No, I mean, I, I was going out of order. You're right. So, um, I guess if you want to go in that order, we could say that we see them as Glenn. We cut back to Maddie um, waking up. It's daylight. Um, she's clearly pretty out of it, doesn't really know what's going on, and Sam's like, it should be over. Right. And we see her, like, start looking around, like, the closet she had been locked in, because he had, you know, locked her in that closet when she turned into a werewolf, and it's just, like, torn to shreds, (laughs) like, uh, and I just, this poor girl, like, that must be so fucking crazy, you know, like, to go through first getting tied up and have this guy tell you, like, you're a werewolf, and, and, like... And then to, like, wake up and not understand where you are or what's happening, and then to look at the room you've been trapped in, and, like, clearly, like, a wild animal was in there. Right. You know, it's just like if so you surreal. Like, in your closet. Which she has totally ruined a carpet when I accidentally locked her in one of my closets. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was done really well, especially when we pan back to the doorway, because we, we see Sam in the doorway, we pan all the way around the room, and then when we get back to the doorway, Sam's, Sam's gone. Right. Um, Does she say something, or is it like she's going to say something, and she looks, and he's gone? I can't. I think it's that she was going to say something. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but, because it's still nighttime when we see Dean with Glenn, so I don't think that it cut back and forth like that, because it's daytime when we see Madison. Um, it goes... Um, Madison, Madison changes, um, so Sam walks in the closet, and then Dean kills Glenn, Dean, and Glenn doesn't know where he is or what happened. See, and that's what I wanted to talk about. And then it goes back to Maddie waking up. Right. So I did go in the right order. (laughs) I didn't say you went in the wrong order, you just forgot about the Maddie changing part. No, I didn't, we hadn't gotten there yet. 
Yes, we have. No, you said we. You said Dean kills Glenn, and then you went to Madison wakes up, and I was like, no, I want to talk more about Dean Cl- kills Glenn, and you stopped me and said we needed to talk about Madison. Well, we just you did hadn't. Ugh, oh my god, you just hadn't said that she changed it, and because she had hadn't. Yeah, she changes. Oh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> we'll move on. All right. <laughs> yes, because she changes, gets locked in the closet, then Glenn dies, he says the line, and then it goes back to Maddie waking up. Okay. It cuts back twice. Okay. So anyway, what are you going to say about Glenn saying the, well, he doesn't no, it's, know? Yeah, it's kind of that. So we already kind of went over it. So let's just go on to the next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you had like your no. research or something no. that you had to talk about for that. No, we'll do that after the show. Okay, but you do have stuff? Yeah, I have a lot of stuff, so we probably should hurry up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so Sam and Dean are in the car, and then Paula's sitting outside because they don't want to leave just yet. Um, And you can tell Sam's really bummed out that he had to leave Maddie in such a state. Right. And then she knocks on the window. And she's basically like, hey, if we're going to do this, if you guys are going to wait here, we might as well all do it together. Right. So she invites them all back inside. And they all stay up the whole night because they want to make... Because I guess when she, she was like, so we just have to wait till the moon rise? And Sam's like, no, you didn't change until the middle of the night last night. So we, we should, you know, wait. all night. Right. So they stay up all night. Nothing happens. Um, there's some very awkward tension in the room in the morning. And Dean is very aware of it. Um, so he's like, oh, I'm just going to leave you two alone and go watch some pay-per-view or something. And so he leaves, and Maddie's like, smooth, real smooth. <laughs> so, like, you're going to get laid now? And Sam's like, uh, no, no, that's not how it never happens. go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's basically saying after he tied her to a chair and, you know, called her a werewolf, right. <laughs> he couldn't do that. And she's like, you're right, we can't. And then they stare at each other for a minute, and, and they then they totally go do go it. For it. Yeah. They just do it. And, Yeah. This is the first time we get to see either one of the boys have sex. Right. Like, and actually know that they're having sex. Right. And I mean, I think it's insinuated that Dean's already had a lot of sex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just haven't seen any We just haven't had an actual scene. There's a lot of sweaty muscle shots. Which are always nice. Which is fine. Yeah. Uh, I really like at the, like, when it, it's panning over and there's just, like, a fire going in the fireplace. <laughs> and, like, they stopped and... <laughs> And set, turned on the fire or made a fire, depending on what kind of fireplace. You I mean, it could be they just turned it on. <laughs> yeah, if it's one of those electric ones, great. Right. It looked pretty real, <laughs> but I just thought that was kind of funny. Like in the heat of the moment, wait, we need some fire. <laughs> so Sam wakes up. Maddie's gone, or Maddie is jumping out the window um, as she's turning, and so he goes and he gets Dean. Dean is like, we just have to fucking kill her. There's right. literally nothing else in the lore that says, you know, because they talked to Bobby at this point as well. And Bobby's like, I could have told you the bloodline thing wouldn't have worked. Right. And, you know, nobody we know has knows anything. There's right. nothing that can do. Sam is very torn by this and does not want it to happen because he's obviously into her. And he's trying to think of what else they can do. They go and they talk to her. And Dean is basically just very blunt with her. He's like, look. There's nothing we can do to change this. We could lock you up every night, but you will break out one day, and then there will be somebody else right. that you will kill. So she's she comes to term, terms with it pretty quickly, and she's like, well, I don't want to live like this. I need you to kill me. And she asks Sam to kill her, and he doesn't want to, and he won't. And he gets up to leave, 
Oh, well, he doesn't get to leave. So she's standing face to face with Sam and she's holding Dean's gun out to him, asking him to kill her. Um, very reminiscent of Sam asking Dean to kill right. him. <laughs> and Dean comes up behind her and grabs his gun. And that's when I just started crying. Like <laughs> re- that moment. And I was like, oh my God, Dean's going to offer to kill her. And this is awful. And I hate everything that's happening right now. And that Queensryche song started and it was just so perfect. And I was just like, oh my God. And I was at work and it was very weird because one of my coworkers came in and was like, are you okay? (laughs) I was like, it's my show, leave me alone. But anyways, and then it gets even worse because Dean goes and he talks to Sam and Sam just starts fucking unloading with the tears. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. I'm done. (laughs) I can't handle this right now. Um. And I read that for this scene, this final scene, that because Jared didn't feel very comfortable yet with who Sam fully was, um, he wasn't really into the character as fully as he is now. So we couldn't really grab the emotion he needed for the tears he wanted to display for this uh, scene. So he actually brought up this very traumatic time in his life when he had to put down his two uh, dogs uh Sadie and Harley that he was just in love with and he had to put both of them down and it was very traumatic for him and awful 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 and Jensen backed it up at the panel that they were talking about it and said that you know it's totally true and it was really emotional for me as well because I had to watch my friend go through this such hard raw emotion so they were both extremely emotional on set understandable it's a really it's a really emotional episode it's very sad but it's a very very well made episode yes it was very very heartbreaking very very upsetting yeah so dean or sam's like no i have to do it because dean and sam are talking and dean is telling sam that he'll do it for him because he knows how hard (coughs) it is and sam's like no she asked me i have to do it please give me the gun and then he goes off screen and it's just slowly panning up to jensen's face or Dean's face, and he you just looks hear the shotgun. really upset too. Yeah. And then you hear the shot, and he flinches, and, and that's the end. It's it, and it was very sad. It is, but yeah, I lost it. Me Poor too. Sammy. I have to try so hard not to cry every single time I watch this episode. It's really sad. I just, I just cry. <laughs> um, again, watching it with my sister Jennifer, and it's over after we've had our moment of like silence to like. You know, let it sink. Let in. it register. She goes. So we finally see Sam get laid, and then he has to kill her. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, Sam really gets the short end of the stick in a lot of the series." So, um, which brings up, you guys, you have to go check out this wiki page called "Peen of Death." There's tons <laughs> of spoilers in it, so if you haven't seen um, most of the series, don't look at it yet, unless you don't care about spoilers. But it's about. The tagline, just to give you an idea, is have sex with Sam Winchester and die. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh at that. (laughs) Peen of death is like the most 12-year-old name ever, but it's hilarious and it's great. Check it out. Yes. So what is your spiel? So um, reading about werewolves was pretty interesting. Um, I've never really been that into werewolves, but I don't hate them the way I hate vampires. So I actually read about them. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of with vampires, I just copy and pasted a wiki page. <laughs> and then I didn't even read it. 
Um, oh, good. One thing I didn't realize is that werewolves were actually linked very closely with the witch trials that really? went on in, in Europe and then a little bit here in, in North America. Um, yeah, it wasn't like there weren't like a huge number of them, but a lot of wolves were believed to be like almost like a witch's familiar. Oh, okay. Um, and so sometimes when the witch trial would come up, there a, a person would also be accused of being a werewolf. Oh, good. Um, I think they just wanted to kill people. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty brutal, brutal time. Um, like we see with most supernatural monster monsters, there were forms of were animals in all kinds of different cultures around the world. Uh, in Europe, it's the wolf because the wolves were the strongest predator in that area, and so humans were the most afraid of them. Okay, um, that makes sense. So, the ways to become a werewolf, which none of these say get bitten by one. I just <laughs> point that out, throw that out there. That is a total pop culture thing that just started. Huh. Uh, like this century, I think. Crazy. Um, so becoming I mean, a werewolf. Right. And some of these are so weird. The first one is simply taking off all of your clothes and putting on a belt made of wolf skin. Oh, yeah. Um, That's in the Dresden Files. That's oh, is it? How, yeah. It's witches becoming werewolves. Exactly. Essentially. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's a magic salve that you could rub all over your body that would turn you into a werewolf. Huh. Um, you could drink water out of the footprint of a wolf. <laughs> or out of some other like specific enchanted streams in the area. Uh, this one I immediately thought of you because <laughs> you could drink a specially prepared beer and then <laughs> recite a spell <laughs> and turn into a werewolf. And then, of course, just your normal like satanic type rituals um, to become so werewolf. So we should go drink some water out of an animal footprint is what you're telling me? Or a beer. I mean, you like to drink beer a lot better. I like to drink beer, but do you have the ritual... I'm sure I can find it. All right. <laughs> but I don't, I mean, I don't want to have to kill you, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're both doing this. No, we're not. <laughs> you don't want to be an animal? I don't. We could go drink some water out of Prudence's footprint out back. And we could be where house cats? <laughs> yeah. Dude, they're lives. Come on. Yeah, but then we'd be hunted. Oh, I guess that might be good, too. <laughs> we might get some good hunters. Yes, if the Winchesters show up, we can turn into our human forms when they're not around and then just be like, hi. Right. How can I help you? I can you? help you find and some werewolves. And they'll never know. They'll never know. We're a lot smarter than they are. Um, <laughs> so in some instances, the people weren't actually thought to even transform into wolves. Um, it was that their spirit would leave their body and behave as a wolf and, like, eat humans and steal people's babies and... Their bodies would suffer what they call repercussion, which is any wound that the wolf suffered would also appear on the human body. Oh, um, so that's that how you knew. Really right. That's how you knew if a person was a werewolf is if you like kind of like with the whole I nicked her in the arm right, with the right. knife. That was the same type of thing. Uh, one thing I got really excited about is there actually are several remedies for being a werewolf. Huh. Of course, well, they don't talk about it in natural. Well, they couldn't because then it wouldn't be so devastating to Sam and things need to be devastating to Sam. True. Um, the ancient Greeks and Romans actually had werewolves in their culture and they believed that the power of exhaustion would cure you of lycanthropy. And this was based on the belief that when a person has turned into a werewolf and then back into its human form, the person is very, very weak and debilitated. And so they're thinking if they could force you into that state, it would force, like, the actual wolf out of you. Um, so you just keep someone awake? and Well, and keep them very, should. like, exhausted. <laughs> it's not just keeping them awake. It's, like, physically exhausting them. Huh. Yeah. All right. 
There were, uh, that I found, there were three medieval treatments in Europe. One was medicinally by using wolfsbane, which I had to look that up. And so this is pretty interesting. Do you know what wolfsbane is? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't. Well, it's in a lot of <laughs> books I read and TV shows I watch. Oh, okay. Movies. I love horror. It comes up All right, quite a bit. So anyways. <laughs> so it's a flower in the ranunculus family, which is also the buttercup family. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. <laughs> um, there are over 2,000 species of flowering plants in this family. Um, the largest of these includes, there's like four other ones, but I just got excited about this one because the largest is the clematis, which is what I have tattooed right. on my yes. leg. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but a lot of the species in this family of flowers are extremely poisonous um, and can actually kill human beings. Right. Um, so the ancient Greeks believed that wolfsbane uh, came from the mouth of Cerberus. And that's because the symptoms of somebody being poisoned with it are very familiar to what you would see for a person who has rabies. Um, you know, you get the frothy saliva, impaired right. vision, vertigo. Eventually they would fall into a coma. Um and so they associated that form of poisoning as the same that you would see in the mouth of a rabid dog. And hence it goes back to the herb growing out of the, the mouth of Cerberus. Um, and so, of course, the next step logically would be in later societies to associate that with wolves. Right. Not just dogs, but with wolves. And so they would use this to treat people, and of course the people would die. Right. Um, another way to treat it was surgically. They, I never could find out what surgery they were actually performing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it says surgically, which of course people died a lot from that. Um, and exorcism was another one. Um, that makes sense. I think it was the times. only <laughs> not deadly <laughs> form of curing <laughs> lycanthropy that they had in Europe. So, and something tells me it probably didn't so, ever work. the exhaustion one was? That was Greek. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, sorry. That was ancient Greeks and Romans. Okay. Um, in other parts of Europe, like more Northern Europe, it was believed that you could strike a werewolf on the forehead or the scalp with a knife, and that should cure you, <laughs> or you could pierce their hands with nails. <laughs> it's like horrible things. What in the fuck? Yeah. So then there's this whole other group who are like a lot more nice about it and you could cure a werewolf just by saying its name three times <laughs> <laughs> or scolding them <laughs> bad dog don't you, you be a werewolf <laughs> no more werewolf All or right. as easy as just like converting them to christianity oh naturally could, right yeah. so these were ways to cure werewolves that i think the winchesters could have looked into i think they overlooked a few things here um, Let's just show her the way of God and everything will be fine. Or we could just give her a firm scolding. Yeah. <laughs> Say your name three times. You probably did that last night, Sam. <laughs> um, so the whole thing with wolves and silver was something that uh, they're able to find documented in stories in like the mid 1600s. Um, there is a famous story of the city of Griefswald, Germany. That it was infested by werewolves, and a clever young boy suggested that they gather all their silver buttons, goblets, belts, and melt them into bullets. And it was during this venture that they actually killed almost all of the werewolves and saved the town from ever having to suffer that type of uh, evil again. So that was the first documented use of silver bullets against werewolves. Huh. Um... In Nazi Germany, uh, they used werewolf 
which is actually Verwolf is how you say it in German, uh, as the code name of one of Hitler's headquarters. So in the final days of the war, Operation Verwolf aimed at creating a commando force which would operate behind enemy lines as the Allies advanced through Germany. There are two fictional depictions of Operation Verwolf in the U.S. television series True Blood and the 2012 novel Wolf Hunter. Um, and these typically mix the two meanings of werewolf, and the Nazi soldiers are often depicted as being actual werewolves. So, oh. That was something I thought interesting. I've never seen True Blood. I actually didn't even know it was about werewolves. It's has werewolves in it. It's not about oh, werewolves. Okay. It's mm-hmm. more vampire. Right. That's kind of what I Probably figured, which is why imagine. I never watched it. Right? I mean, it's got all kinds of like anthropy in it but it's yeah. mostly it's mostly vampire and werewolf but far more vampire stuff right. goes on in there i mean i stopped watching after like season two or three because i read all the books mm-hmm. first and it completely deviated after like the first season <laughs> and i was like this isn't terrible but it's kind of not right what i was thinking yeah um did you have more no that's what i learned about werewolves i was very excited reading all of this so I read this quote, and I printed it out because it's funny. Or not quote, but this um, review that somebody put on IMDb for this episode heart. This episode made me cry. There was so much raw emotion, not what I expected from a show that is dedicated to eliminating gory urban legends. Sam and Dean are very dedicated to the pursuit of things not of this world and are quite hardened emotionally, especially Dean. To see the depths of emotion coming from Sam Sam in this episode shows me that this kid's going all the way. (laughs) That's raw talent right there. And it will take Jared Pilecki. Wow, really? No, no, no. He spells it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Padalecki. I'm like, it's on. That is how you spell it. No, he he spells it with a C and an A in the second one and i'm like it's on imdb like literally right above your quote anyway a long way in the acting world if he plays his cards right let's just hope he doesn't accept too many horror slash thriller films (laughs) or getting typecast could be an inevitability i thought that was really hilarious being that they're on season 12 and the only movies he's done is friday the 13th and house of wax that is horror horror movies yeah um so told you about peanut death there's a quote from Dean on Peanut Death also that says, have you forgotten the lifespan of your average hookup? <laughs> Which is in season seven. Right. Um, of course, yeah. Uh, did you have, my favorite song and is probably the Queen's Right yeah. Silent Lucidity because it's just amazing. I mean, how could you not? Um, my moment is the final scene because it just draws right. so much emotion. Um, my favorite line, I think, is probably the whole moment in the hotel room when he's like just so excited that it's a werewolf yeah and sam keeps making fun of him and he just doesn't care yeah that's my other favorite moment slash line okay. just a happier moment and then a very emotional <laughs> moment kind of took one from each end um yeah i i mean my uh my moment would obviously be when they're talking at the end about who's gonna go in and kill her um it was just really, really good. And then, of course, Queensryche is my favorite song. With the line, I went with something a little more lighthearted. Um, and it's when Dean is leaving them. 
alone in the apartment. Uh. <laughs> and he walks out the door and he does the whole fist in the air thing. Yeah. And uh, Sam just looks at him and goes, he means well. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I like that line. Because he does, even though Dean annoys the shout of him, he knows that Dean he means, means well. well. Yeah. So. Um, body counts five. So Glenn, Hooker, Nate, Kurt, and Maddie. And Maddie. It's a pretty big body count considering. That really is. We usually only get like one or two. Yeah. Wow. They killed more before they caught the monster in this one. Right. Because usually it only takes like one, maybe two deaths. Right. Anyway. Beautiful episode. Absolutely. Get your tissues for this one. Because <laughs> holy crap. It makes me cry. Um, anything else? Nope, that's all I got. What about you? That's it. Alright, we will be back so, for Hollywood Babylon. It's a place where you will learn to face your fears, trace the years, and ride the winds in your mind. Okay, so welcome back. We are now on to Hollywood Babylon, episode 18. This one was directed by Phil Scrigia. Nice! Oh my god, I <laughs> Sorry, that was probably really high-pitched. I just got very excited because I pronounced it right. We were working on that during the break. Right. Um, I'm going to mess this one. I always mess this stupid one up. It was written by Ben Ingwood Edlin. <laughs> I did it! I fucked it up! The easiest name of all of the people who are involved with the show. It's because you got too excited. Ben? I always say bed, bed though. Right, and so you were excited because you didn't say bed. Yeah. And then you said what? England? Yeah, England okay. instead of Edlund. Edlund. Yeah, Ben Edlund. Bed England is how I'm going to say his name from now on. That's how you should think the name is. Yeah, and, and then you'll say it right. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Take it away. So we are outside a spooky canyon. Can- cabin. God damn it, shit. <laughs> a spooky cabin. <laughs> and the wind is blowing and there's the swing that's swinging and it's creaky. And then we see a girl with a flashlight stepping outside and she's looking for some people. And a dude comes up behind her and scares the shit out of her. And she's like, oh, it's you. And he's like, we need to go. And she's like, no, our friends are dead. Or he's like, the friends are dead. She's like, I have to find my sister. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> very, very cliche type opening. Uh, he takes off. She gets mad. Then the shot pivots to behind her shoulder. And she spins and faces the camera and lets out just the worst the scream worst. I've ever heard. The oh, worst. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so bad. 
Yeah. And ta-da, we're watching a movie. Um, and everybody's like, that sucked. But then they tell her, great, we're just going to do it one more time. And so they're sitting down while everything gets reset. And one of the PAs is talking to them about the stage being haunted. Uh, and they laugh at him. And then we cut to her. She's out in the woods as part of the set practicing her scream. Which is still awful. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <gasps> ah! <laughs> she has this like really deep throaty voice. Yeah. It, which is nice, but. The scream does not come across. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but then she hears a noise and she's like, oh, you guys, not funny or ha ha, you know. And then, uh, what I loved is because she hears a noise and she goes, hello? <laughs> I immediately thought of Shannon all. Oh, look, Shannon. <laughs> she did your favorite. Um, yes. Then she sees a hat fall from the catwalk and she looks up and there's the dude who is talking about the soundstage being haunted and he's laying there all bloody and there's a ghost behind him that disappears and that's when she really screams yeah and it was a good scream and then we hear the director now that's what i'm talking about (laughs) and then we cut to the title card so dean is actually convinced sam to go to la more as like a r&r because he was concerned with the whole madison thing Mm -hmm. but there's actually a job there so sam's like no we have to work and i'd rather keep working um they're on a tour bus through the studios, and uh, Sam or Dean is just like super excited and thrilled because, <laughs> as we know, Dean is like pop culture dude. Mm-hmm. So obviously, he's going to be very excited about all this. Um, they're doing the tour, and they come up on the Gilmore Girls set, <laughs> and it's really funny. I love what they do with Sam here because Sam was a major character in the Gilmore Girls. Jared was a major character in the Gilmore Girls. They know what I mean. Anyways. So <laughs> as soon as the tour guide is all, this is where Gilmore Girls is, takes place, Sam immediately like turns his head towards the studio. And, and then she goes, maybe we'll see one of the stars. And he, he gets like, this like, leaps weird off look on his face. He's like very uncomfortable. And he's like, let's go. <laughs> and he just jumps. He just walks off the bus. Yeah. Nobody like nothing. says anything. And he's like, let's go. And Dean's like, can we at least finish the tour? <laughs> <laughs> and nobody notices them. Yeah. They just walk off the bus into the studio. But then she makes a mention of Lois and Clark after that. Is that right. a supernatural reference? Like, are any of, are any of them in Lois Not and Clark? that I am aware of, but... Jensen was in Smallville, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. And Lois and Clark was just the... The shitty Superman that came out on ABC, right? I guess. I don't even know what that is, actually. You don't know what Lois and Clark is? The show. Oh. <laughs> I know it. Okay. <laughs> the characters are. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know what that reference was. Or oh, if it okay. had anything to do with them. I see what you're or saying. Or not. Okay. Um, and I've never seen that show or even heard of it until I watched Supernatural. <laughs> You'd never even heard of it? Mm-mm. All right. No. Wow. Who would have thought I'd be the dean on this one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old, what, what did it run on? Um, what? I mean, it was quite a while ago. Was it CW or... No, I'm pretty sure it was ABC, but that's still Warner Brothers. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, because... Oh, no, that was all all my children. Anyway. Yeah, no, I had no... I didn't know what it was when they said it, so... And I didn't see anything uh, associated with it when I was looking up stuff, so... Okay. Unless I missed it, it is nothing. All right. (laughs) Just part of the tour. So, anyway, they get off the bus, or the 
trolley, whatever the fuck that thing is, and they're walking around, and Dean's like, okay, tell me about the case. And I love this part, because Sam tells him that, you know, guy died and the girl saw a ghost. And he's like, oh, you mean like the poltergeist? And Sam's like, I guess, I guess it could, it be, could a, be a poltergeist. And he's like, no, the movie poltergeist. And he tells him about how it was cursed and like three people died right. in that movie. Because they used real bones. Real skeletons. <laughs> for props. Bad idea. Yeah. Apparently it was because it's cheaper than making skeletons. I don't know how true it is, but I read many, many moons ago when... That was much bigger. Uh, that they actually did shoot on like an Indian, like an old Indian cemetery. Uh huh. And that's why I went because I was reading about it today, and it seems pretty legitimate that they were using real skeletons. Yeah, yeah. From what I could see, I don't yeah. see. I even looked on Snopes, and they never said that it wasn't yeah. real. Skeletons. Well, I know, I know, three of them did die, but right. <clears throat> I just didn't know, like. One was a car accident or something, or her boyfriend murdered her. Her boyfriend just strangled her, and then sister, and then the little girl died of pneumonia. Right. And I don't know who the third person was that died. It was some. He he was an older one. He died of like some kind of cancer, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um. So the boys go and they talk. Um, well. The boys go into, they get on set and Dean is immediately um, flagged down flagged down and uh, confused for a PA. And yes. so they basically are given their secret identities for this episode yes. by one of the producers accidentally. Um, but they run with it and Dean even just fucking loves it after a while, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, but they... They go their separate ways. Dean actually goes and talks to um, Tara, who he's, like, in love with. She's the main character in the movie that they're shooting. I love how he approaches her. <laughs> he just grabs a script <laughs> from <laughs> another PA walking by. She does nothing. And right. I'm like, that's not, no. Well, happen. you know. But anyways. anyways. <laughs> um, so he goes up to her, and he's just really shy and adorable. And he's like, am I supposed to give one of these <laughs> to you? <laughs> And at first she's kind of like, and then she sees him. And she's like, like, oh, <laughs> no, but first day, huh? Right, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah just, I love that. that how she, so, she, the look on his face, just the puppy dog. Do you, do you get what I mean? So oh, great. Oh, my God. I love her face when she, it's that just pure annoyance. Like, yes. Into, half into eye roll as she's looking up at him and then she sees how gorgeous he is. And she's she like, smiles. oh. What do you need? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> Could you say it again, please? <laughs> um, so he asks her about the dead guy, and she um, she tells him, she says she saw a ghost, and um, he's he's asking about the guy who died, uh, and he, she's like, it's weird. Nobody really knew him. She's like, well, I have a picture, and he's like, oh, that's weird, and she's like, yeah, it's a thing I do to kill time, which I read is something... That was Jensen's old pastime. Oh, really? He used to take pictures of all of the cast and crew between takes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's an old pastime, and I'm like, so you just did that in season one? Or, or he just did it on Smallville? Like, like, what do we mean by old? <laughs> he doesn't do this anymore? But anyway, so yeah, that was something that they took from what Jared did. Right on. So her character has a picture of the guy who died, and Dean immediately recognizes him from his fucking, like... 
background. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. Way to recognize a supporting actor. Right. <laughs> like, he, this guy is just an extra. You're right. really, you know your shit. Being, right. I need to take you to, like, Geeks Who Drink. Right. <laughs> because you know your pop culture. Like, nothing. It's crazy. But anyway, so they go, they find the guy's address and they go to talk to him. And the guy basically tells him it's, it was a publicity stunt to get the movie, you know. <clears throat> Any media is good media. Right. Especially with the new social media. Right. And it being a horror movie, it's good to have the whole haunted set thing. Right. And then he so. says, and I'm not sure I know what this means. I wonder if you looked it up. He says, apparently I'm the new lonely girl. No, I did not look that up. And I did mean to when he said that. Because okay. I was like, what the hell does that mean? Right. A lonely girl? So I was so, hoping you would look that up, but... I didn't. I think anybody listening to this who knows what that means should tweet us. Yes. And let us know what the fuck. We would appreciate it. <laughs> or email us. Or post it on our Facebook page. Something. Because now it's too late to look it up and talk to you guys about it, because that's just lame. Now yeah. we are going to ask you guys to tell us something. Cause Please. I have no idea. And the dude has a really nice house for being a fucking extra. extra right? <laughs> like, like, I was all, really? You guys don't make that much. Settle down. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he gives them a coupon. <laughs> I know. Free pepper steak. Oh, my God. Oh, anyways. So, Dean goes undercover, and he joins the crew as a PA, which he loves because they have great food. Which is right up Dean's alley. And he just, he totally does embrace it. Like, yes. nobody's business. <laughs> and it's because I was a PA. I was a PA for, for three years, and... I, um, okay, so rewinding a little bit when Dean's like, what the hell's a PA after the producer asks him to get him a smoothie and Sam's walking away and he's like, I think it's basically They're kind of like slaves. And right. I was like, you're so right. <laughs> like, you totally nailed that on the head. We're, PAs are like the grunts of the gophers, really, of any movie. Go for anybody. <laughs> um... But anyway, so Sam finds out that there is a young actress actress who killed herself um, in the 20s after being wooed and then dumped by a producer. A producer, right. Um, and Sam actually notices this because Dean was able to get his hand on dailies because he's, like, becoming besties with everybody he works with. I mean, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so they're watching dailies, and that's when Sam spots, like, the, the ghost. ghost. Which, how the fuck does he recognize her? I was like, Sam. Her I know face that is like face. completely like, in shadow. I know that face. It's like shadowy eyes and a face. And like <laughs> a white nose yeah. barely sticking out of the yeah. shaft. <laughs> he knows his faces, I guess. Um, so they go and they find her cemetery, her grave, and they burn the bones. Salt so, and burn. <laughs> and you're going to laugh at me, but... It honestly took me a minute when they were in the cemetery to snap that they were in a cemetery and they weren't, like, on set. <laughs> I was like, the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't understand why they would be in the cemetery on the set. <laughs> not, don't they know it's not a real cemetery? <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, oh, no, they're outside. <laughs> I think they did it on purpose, a little bit. Probably. Just it to does. make it look... Because it's very... I mean, they're clearly on set when they're in the cemetery. It's not their normal outdoor yeah. shot. It looks like a set. Right. 
So, especially I think they're just like trying to fuck fucking right. statue. Like, this isn't real. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Yeah, I think it was an intentional way to fuck with people. But I, yeah. I was watching it again. I was like, oh yeah, they totally had me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so they do that, and in the meantime, the producer that uh, originally mistook Dean for a PA is approached by a black and white woman uh, who he thinks is just makeup with some wound makeup around her neck and he wants to make it redder so it can be seen on camera. Mm -hmm. And she disrobes and starts walking upstairs and he's like, sleaze bucket, like, hey, wait up. (laughs) And then the next thing we know, he falls through the roof of the cabin that they're shooting Hellhazers and he's hung. He's hung. (laughs) He's dead. He was hanged. So there is a deer head in that cabin. Yeah. Is it's it the, the same, same one? one? It is. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. I was going to do that at the end, but oh, yes. sorry. No, it's fine. It's just in the tidbits. But yes, you and caught be- it. Oh, it's see, because it was before this when he's talking to the director and he's talking about the rules and how they don't make sense. Because, so they just say this Latin do chant. Do <laughs> How did the demons hear it? <laughs> Well, we'll throw in an explainer, and they use that exact, like, terminology. Right. But it just makes me laugh, because they kind of do that at the beginning of, like, every Supernatural episode to remind us of what happened, like, in the episode beforehand. Like, at the start of this one, he's like, I thought we were going on vacation to help you forget about Madison. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, every single episode starts with some type of little reminder all in this is what happened last time. Right, so. We have to call them the explainers from now on. Exactly. Because let's, let's try to yeah, we need that. to remember the explainers. But I loved that. Yeah, <laughs> the demon that super hearing. <laughs> and yeah, and then they throw that in. Just they actually really? add it to the movie. Really? Yeah, that's their. <laughs> that's your explanation. One of the guys in the movie's like, I don't understand. How do they hear us? And the chick's like, Maybe they have super hearing. <laughs> no. Oh God. God. Um. So. After they notice that, um, I think his name was Jay, the producer was killed, Sam notices the Latin that's being spoken in the movie is act- an actual, like... Incantation. Oh, it's a real uh, summoning ritual. Right. Um, so they confront Martin, the, the writer, and they're like... <laughs> I love when they go in there like, so we're sorry, because this is after the director has told everybody that they have a couple days off because of the things, you know, the deaths that have happened for the authorities and yada yada. Um, So they show up in Martin's office and he's like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, we're really sorry, but we just, we read your script. And he's like, yeah? And Sam's like, yeah. And he like has such a hard time, like. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was, was awesome. It was great. And you know what I think is so funny about that scene, though, is as they're walking up, like, the chick is scraping the dead guy's name off right. the door. <laughs> <laughs> so they yeah. can put the new guy's name. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and then the posters on his wall, there's the two that were previous episodes, Supernatural yes. episodes. The Route well, 666. Because they had the trailer before this, too, remember? Was the Hellhazers, yeah, the okay. Hellhazers trailer right up to the, led up to this, <laughs> and they say so, Monster Truck. So Monster Truck is from Route Six Six Six, and then it was 
Carnivore Carnival, which was Everybody Loves a Clown. Oh, um, okay. Um, where is it? Oh my god, it was so funny. Since you brought it up, the preview. Um, in... Okay, here it is. So the preview for the... Or the trailer for the movie, Hellhazers 2... Um, the reckoning the reckoning um in the box that says this film has not yet been rated it also says has also not been written cast shot edited or scored <laughs> that is awesome and then there's a le- a website linked and it's www.hellhazers2.com c-o-n ah <laughs> so it's totally just nice fucked up <coughs> I thought that was really funny. That is really funny. Not been written, edited, scored, or <laughs> so. Anyway, um, so they talk to him. They say that they like the script, and sounds like I really liked the attention to detail. And this is actually the first time Enochian is yes brought up, mm-hmm. which we don't know what that is yet, but we know a lot about it later. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about it, you know, for like my oh, I'll do some research. I was like, right. ooh, Enochian and. No, that's going to take a long time. Right. And that's going to take, like, months of reading on my part. So. There's a lot there, but we should probably wait till it's more prevalent. Well, that's what I said. I'll wait till the next episode that it's brought up. But yeah. it's a while before you hear anybody actually say Enochian right. after this. Yeah. It, Which I, I heard it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. This was, I like, really, I really wanted, because I thought it would be cool to know what Enochian was going forward, yeah. you know? Because then it kind of adds a little more meaning to a lot of things but right. it's just there's so much to learn about oh, I it i can imagine yeah it's crazy so and I, the only episode i can think of that they say enochian is like in season five i think really yeah. i don't yeah. remember when they say it again when <clears throat> just assumed when, it's when when someone is telling a joke and they don't laugh at it. Uh, yeah. And he says it's funnier. And Enochian. Right, right, right. I think that's honestly the only other time I could think of where they say it. I can't. I've never paid attention to them saying it until now. Mm-hmm. Because right. I know what it is. Right. Um, I mean, I paid attention to it my first watch through after I found out what well, it was. Well, right, but yeah. now it's even more noticeable. Exactly. Um, but anyway, so the writer, Martin, is like, oh, I didn't write that. That was Walter. Um, his, his copy of the script was fucking unreadable and I had to change like all of it. And they're like, oh, okay, well, never mind. We're going right, to talk well, to Walter. Right. <laughs> um, so the next scene though is Walter actually talking to Martin. He like right. lured him to the to set. To the set. And he busts out his little talisman and says his little summoning spell and the f- beard guy what was his name brad bradley beard the guy who got with the gashed up face right oh yeah he's like standing behind martin and, and what's he screams great? like a little girl yeah and like everybody gets a good scream in this like episode which i just there's think is a really lot cool. of really good yeah like the close-ups on people's faces like as they scream i'm like right. wow you guys all got a shot at it <laughs> good for you <laughs> um so they show up and save him. Right. They shoot the ghost. And well, Martin's like, you're one hell of a PA. And Dean's like, I know. I know. <laughs> and then, and here's what I was going to ask you, because then we, he, uh, Walter summons all three of the spirits. Uh-huh. Uh, and Dean's like waiting to shoot them. What is he waiting for? Because he's like, come on, 
come on. And then they disappear. And I'm like, what were you waiting for? (laughs) Why didn't you just shoot them? Like, That's a good question. Okay. I thought maybe I missed something and that you caught it because you like watch everything Dean does, but yeah. Maybe they were just waiting because they wanted to wait till they moved because they, I mean, it doesn't kill them. Well, they were moving toward him. Right. But they were coming to kill everybody. (laughs) Oh, I know. I maybe they were just waiting for it to get closer. I have no idea. And, and here's another thing is why is this the only time we see invisible ghosts? I don't know. This is the only time we see ghosts no that idea. actually turn invisible. Because they needed to use the, the, the plot camera. device <laughs> for the, the writer to see. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this episode. I love this episode. Well, if they can be picked up on camera, maybe we can use my phone. <laughs> Really? Okay, and then also, sorry, I have a bunch of questions for you because I don't know if you looked all of this up. So they go, like, they're trying to hide from the spirits. Uh, so they run into the cabin, um, <laughs> and, which is just so stupid. But they, they do won't it. find them in there. But they do a close-up on Dean while he's reloading the shotgun. And he says, like, this really weird line that I'm pretty sure is a reference to something. I was wondering if you caught it. I didn't write down what the line was. I probably should have. No. Well, I watched the last part of it here on my phone so i probably did i can't not remember that. if that was the part with it though yeah i wish we had because i should have because i don't get that reference but it's clearly a reference to something okay I, i'll have to go back and see it because i didn't i wasn't able to watch this episode in time i apologize you guys but so i watched <clears> most <throat> of it in my car or listened to it rather <laughs> and then i watched the rest of it at leanna's house while i was shoveling Chicken teriyaki into my face. This is this is dedication. While on my phone. <laughs> this is this is dedication right here. Um. Well, we weren't exposed to record today, so I was yeah. But I <laughs> yeah. We talked about it like a day ago. <laughs> you told me yesterday at ten a.m. when I already to had watch a two bunch episodes. Of shit to do. Two episodes of Supernatural. Yeah, that's forty-five <laughs> minutes out of my day when I have every. I couldn't. I had no time. All right. Anyway, someone's a big so, baby. I'm here and I'm recording, aren't I? Yeah. I'm Jesus in. Christ. Anyway, <laughs> so they're shooting the ghost as they show up on the phone. And Sam turns the phone over to the writer and goes off after Walter. Right. And I guess Walter doesn't really understand the scope of the power that he's gotten himself into. Because he just immediately breaks the talisman. He's like, right. fine, right. Nobody, nobody can, can have, have it. it. And Sam's like, you are an idiot. Bad idea. <laughs> Um, and then I like that because the ghosts all show up and they all start killing, killing Walter, Walter, but we don't actually see what they're doing. We just see him getting mauled and then we look through the can see the phone and you can see it like through the phone. But right. I thought it was kind of cool that we just saw blood like oozing out of his back for right. no apparent reason. It is weird though that that's the first time right. nobody can see the ghosts. Yeah. Because yeah. every other episode we just see them and so does everybody else. Right. So. Yeah. Um, but they, they had a neat idea and they wanted to run with it. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, everything's the, the production of the movie continues and, and Martin actually <laughs> incorporated it's like the supernatural movie. <laughs> right. Martin just used exactly what happened to him in the script. They use the, Sam's they use like, salt, they use the shotguns full of salt. Right. They have the camera. Yeah. And Sam's like, you found out about an afterlife and this is what you do with it? <laughs> oh, my God. The look on his face. Because they, they just cut to Sam and he just looks like he wants to, like, 
kill someone or just get the <laughs> fuck out of there. He's like, seriously. And then that's when he says that to the dude. I love Sam. And so then we cut to them leaving while well, Sam's leaving. And we see the trailer that the actress is in. And, and it's, it's rocking. Rockin'. It is a rockin'. <laughs> and then Dean stumbles out fairly quickly after it stops rocking. I might point out. <laughs> And I love that Sam's, like, honestly confused and surprised. I'm like, really, Sam? You didn't see it ending this way, like, at all. <laughs> and then she says, you're one hell, hell of a PA. PA. And he's like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, then they walk off into the sunset. Yep. Literally. And it rolls away. And then they're still walking off into the sunset. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. There's a few things we skipped over that I wanted to mention, because this is just... I don't have any actual monster notes yeah okay for this one um uh so when after the one producer dies mm-hmm. not the suit guy but like the shorter stout little man um the one who was always saying kicking ass oh, and yeah, taking I names that. Um, <laughs> you did <laughs> totally by that they uh are talking about if they should wrap things up like you know people are dead and the dude's like we had a moment of silence at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, and then there's all of that discussion just about what, why can the demons hear this chant? And then why are ghosts afraid of salt? And the guy's like, well, what are we doing? Are we still going to use condiments? <laughs> and they're like, no. And one of the guys is like, what about shotguns? Yeah. And they're like, that's stupider that than salt. That makes even less sense. It's just, I yeah, love that Yeah, because Tara is like, I'm having a really hard time with the dialogue. Like, why would <laughs> ghosts be afraid of salt? Right. And then and they, it, it, it goes Dean, back to right? Dean's face and he just laughs as like, he's shoving food, food in, in his, his mouth. <laughs> And um, what I also love about that shot, because remember a while ago I was talking about how they always wear, like, designer jeans? Right. So, because they do a pan up to Deeb, so you can see he has, like, the PA belt on with, like, his radio and everything. But his jeans are, like, brand fucking new. (laughs) And they're, like, that distressed kind of jean. And, like, they have the real tailored, like, holes going to their (laughs) socks. Like, really? Uh, We also missed the part where they're walking through the set and the wardrobe. Just rolls by? Right. Well, I was going to say that now. Oh, okay. So that was a really good one. I um, like that. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's a part where they're walking through the studio and a woman walks by rolling a, a, a wardrobe, like, um, what do Rack? you call that? Rack. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I kept wanting to say cart, and it, I was like, that's not a cart. <laughs> anyway, and Sam, like, double takes it and looks back at it because it's his it's, it's their coat. wardrobe. Yeah. Like, it's his coat, it's the jeans, it's the flannel shirts, and, mm-hmm. like, the solid color t-shirts. Yeah. And it's like, really funny. It's hilarious. Because, <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't really notice it on the first watch through. You might, because Sam does a pretty obvious, like, double, double take, take on it, right? But it's, like, the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, it's their wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to have Sam as a cue. Exactly. You, just see, it. you like, just see it. Hey, that looks like them on Hangers. And it's hilarious. Um, <clears throat> this is the first episode without the Impala. Oh my god, you're right. No Impala. Wow. And the first time. So, wow. Yeah. Some of the notes that the studio executive gives the crew are actual notes that Supernatural received from CW. Really? Yeah. Like, which one? It doesn't say. Oh, it just said damn. that. They're actual notes. I wish I could, because those we, are usually yeah. pretty funny. 
Oh, um, when Dean tells Tara that he loved her in Boogeyman, and she was like, oh, that's a terrible script. Eric Kripke wrote Boogeyman, the 2005 <laughs> Boogeyman. That's awesome. I thought that was really good. That's awesome. Um, I think... Oh, this episode is actually... The title is taken from a book um, by Kenneth Anger. He wrote uh, about Hollywood scandals from the 20s to the 50s. Nice. So it's called Hollywood Babylon. Um, and MG, Mick G is the actual producer of right. Supernatural. He also did... It says it in the trailer, but he actually did produce um, Charlie An- Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Oh, really? He also produced the Pussycat Dolls Present the Search for the Next Doll. No. Do you remember that show? Yes. Well, I thought they were a band. Yeah. And okay. they did that reality show to get oh, another member. Oh, God. Seriously? I think that's what it was. I I'm assuming know. based on the title, actually. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't see it. So, But he produced that and both Charlie's Angels. Huh. He can be seen standing behind Dean and Sam in the scene where the crew is listening to the fake MG. Or Mick, Mick G. G. I keep saying MG. I love that scene when he's like, he would want nothing but us to like continue right. and do this movie. And he's like, but not today. Go home. Someone right. will call you. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, let me see if I can find that really quick. So talk about something. I'm going to see if I can find um, that line that... Dean, do you remember so, what the line is at all? Do you know anything that he says when he's loading a shotgun at the end that you were just asking me about? No, I'm sorry. I no, really should have okay. wrote it down. It's okay. I'm going to see if I can find um, it really quick if you want to talk about something else. I had a hard time picking a favorite moment in this one. Um, it's not really that I loved all of them so much. It's just that it all kind of blends in together because it's just it's a funny episode. It is. Really um, there's not any like particular scenes that really jump out at you, though. Um, I did have a few different... Uh, favorite lines um when he asked dean to get him the smoothie smoothie. he's like you want a what from who yeah i like that one (laughs) and then i like when they're talking about when they're in la uh and dean's like we came here to like enjoy ourselves and get some sun and sam's like yeah the the weather here is practically canadian Right. And um, they're, in Canada. they're in Vancouver, so I like right. that one. Uh, oh, they talk about three men and a baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about a haunted set. And Dean's like, who's it? Dancing someone in Gutenberg. And then he's I like, I don't know who played the baby. I love that part so much. He doesn't know who played the baby. I really liked that one. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. I guess I do have a few favorites. Um, when Sam's watching the dailies. In the trailer, and Dean's like, have you found anything? And he's like, not in the first six hours. And then he's like, maybe the spirits are trying to shut down the movie because it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one of my favorites, too. Those are the ones that I have. Um, Did you find anything? Not on that line specifically. Um, Oh, so Lonely Girl... This is a reference to the YouTube video blogger Lonely Girl 15, actually portrayed by an actress hoping to score a movie deal through exposure. Oh, okay. So, I don't know what she does. That's a pretty obscure reference. But, yeah, there it is. There you go. I have it right here. <laughs> I, there's a link here, I but to go see what she does, but... This is on a piece of paper right now. (laughs) Um, The Martin, 
the writer, the two writers, Martin and Walter, are uh-huh. both references to the character ultimately known as Merlin in the Dark Tower series or Gunslinger series that Stephen King wrote. And he, Walter, is a master of magic and conjuration. Oh, okay, it's a great series. It is. Um, I don't see anything about uh, the the line that he says. Yeah. Damn it! I should have because he even says it with like a funny accent. So it's oh. like obvious that he's quoting something. Is it the come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs? I think so. Yes. Okay. yes I yes. highlighted that one because I love that one because it's Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Oh, okay. So there you go. So you had it highlighted? Yes. But I didn't know what line you were talking about. Oh, because I don't know where it happened. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I printed this at work and then I watched it later. I see. Okay. But yes, I knew what line. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh yeah, that's the line. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, it's a Bruce Willis Die Hard line, and I love Die Hard. So and, there you go. And Bruce Willis, right. he's he's another sexy man. Um, the songs, there's just two in here. Yes. Um, I don't think there's anything else? Go ahead and tell me your song. Um. Well, the two songs. Um. One of them was. Oh yeah, I actually like both of these songs, which is weird. One of them is Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. I've got the world on a string, which I never, I, I went through this thing where I downloaded as much of the Supernatural soundtrack as I could. I legally downloaded, I should say. Um, <laughs> and so I heard a lot of these songs for the first time just listening to that. And I really liked that song. And then it was uh, the Green Peppers song. So I was driving in my car with John uh-huh. and listening to the Supernatural soundtrack and the of Green course. Peppers song came on. And with the way my stereo was working at the time... As far as, like, the metadata it would pull to show you what you're listening to, it only pulled the name of the song. It didn't show you the artist. And so the song comes on, and Jen's like, or Jen, John's all, is this Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass? And I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) That's really obscure, John. And I guess his mom listens to it a lot, so he knew, like, immediately who it was. And I'm like, looked at my phone, uh, yeah, it is Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. That is not something I yeah. would have expected. Yeah, it was very surprising. But I picked that as my favorite just because it's the one they play at the end when Sam's right, like, when this is off. what you do with, right. you find out there's an afterlife. And then as they're walking off, it's just a well-placed piece of music. What about you? I'd pick Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite lines, aside from the Bristles one that I didn't realize <laughs> what we were talking about for a minute there. Um, my other favorite is the whole Poltergeist um, one, because mm-hmm. I love the movie, The Poltergeist. And um, what the hell does he say to, you don't have your, um, oh my god, I had it here, and now it's gone. But I'm trying not to make a lot of noise. So, you don't oh, have here. your what? Um, you know nothing of your cultural heritage, do you? Oh. <laughs> that i don't know why um i really like i liked like you said there's just so many good moments in this i really like all the inside jokes that they kept trying to do yeah that was um, really cool with the gilmore girls the the clothes rack just yeah i i really liked all that just sam's face and like his reaction to the Gilmore girls and jumping off and then seeing his like wardrobe like robot <laughs> I, I 
I was just like, this is so great. It was I loved show. how excited Dean was to be in L.A., you know, where all his favorite movies are made. And and how much he loved all that food. Oh, my gosh. That was It's hilarious. just so Dean. I mean, it is. It was perfect. It really was. And I probably would still be a PA if I got to work with someone like Dean. Well, yeah. I would still be anything <laughs> if I got to work with someone like Dean. <laughs> I don't I, That's just a lot of fucking hours. I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, oh, the original screenplay that Walter wrote was called The Lord of the Dead. Really? Remember they're reading it and Dean's like, oh, oh yeah. they should have kept this. It's, it's actually, actually pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord of the Dead. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Another good bit of trivia. They also, somebody here added that when... They walk into Martin's office and he's on the phone with somebody and he's like, oh, this is good. It gives me time to pitch that time travel thing. Oh, that's Eric Kripke's huh? They think it's his nine, like a nine-year-old reference to his... Timekeepers that he's doing now? No, it was uh, Timeless. Timeless. Sorry. It was set to air on NBC this year. <laughs> right. But, yeah, but it was like nine years old or something. So... Right. Well, I mean, well, back or it was going at the to time be that it years. said, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that doesn't seem unbelievable. No, 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 no. Right? It's I, I'm sure he. I mean, he had Supernatural in the works for ten years before, before they even aired. Yeah, so exactly. That's not surprising at all. Nope, not at all. And none of the actors or actresses portrayed any of the things that they did. Like Elizabeth Whitmore, who played Tara, she was never in Fear.com, Ghost Ship, or Boogeyman. <laughs> and the guy who played um, the Lonely Girl, right, did, right. he was never in the two movies referenced. He was either Critter, oh, okay. Critters or the other one. I don't remember what Where it was. Where he played Soldier Number 4. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of these people actually um, play in other episodes. Oh, do they really? Yeah, in later episodes. Oh, okay. Um, the assistant director, the girl who keeps yelling, like, everything, right. she played um, Polly and Scarecrow in season one. Uh, the guy who played Billy Beard played Bill Gibson, and he plays Bill Gibson in season four, Family Remains. Okay. But yeah, like, a bunch of these people. I'm not going to go Yeah, but we but... see that in a lot of... Oh, yeah. A lot of TV in general right. just does that. Yeah. Um... And yeah, like I said in the last episode, they were making Hellhazers very similar to Evil Dead, which is another 1981 movie. And I just thought that was kind of funny because they're back to back. And I'm right. like, there's a lot of 81 movies that Kirkie <laughs> is pulling from here. Or the writers, I guess. Oh, and the body count in this one is three. Which are just the three. Right. Walter and then the other two producer guys. Right. Cool. That's and everything that I've got. That is all. So, thanks for listening, guys. If you're not there already, please check out the website, thewaywardfans.com. You can comment, like, let us know what you think of it. Um, you can also email us if you want to at waywardfans at gmail.com. Let us know thoughts, feelings, concerns. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at waywardfans underscore SPN. And a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about one of our Twitter fans that we really appreciated and we were both assholes and couldn't remember his name. So his name is Lyle <laughs> and his Twitter handle is Mas Gato NYC. And so Lyle, if you're out there, 
we really appreciate you. You've been a great fan. Yeah. Thanks, Lyle. Thank you for the support. I've missed you on our streams. Yes. But thanks for listening to my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, also visit us on Facebook, Wayward Fans on Facebook. Yep. And just keep listening and let us and, and let us know you're listening. Yeah, because that's always fun. And you get shoutouts. Wasn't that exciting, <laughs> Lyle? <laughs> See, don't you want to be Lyle? Everybody wants to be Lyle. You guys can get your 15 minutes or 10 seconds. You know, <laughs> you can pretend it's 15 minutes. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>